0: Previously with the Quellists
1: What is what is your what is your end goal here rotten you just want these things to have you just want them to have free will and to To just to just do what they want
0: given the time They will develop it on their own. I'm merely trying to speed that process up. They all deserve They don't deserve to be destroyed if they have the capacity for life in them
2: Yes, the iron vigil would be happy to aid you in bringing these Warforged back to sentience and in finding homes for them throughout the world. Asa, I'm going to pull out the keystone. Okay. I'm going to set it on the table, and I'm going to open the Convocation of the Mind. I'm going to go in, and I'm going to use Percival as a, pull his him into it as well to, to set up basically another mind that can stay in contact with it and set up a loop of Gauntlet's death just playing over and over and over again inside of it. And then I'm going to start.
3: Tyrik,
0: you complete this Convocation of the Mind. Um, You have placed the memory of Gauntlet's death and sealed it inside of a a whole brain. Um, The rest of you are able to pinpoint immediately that there is a psychic scream coming from this crystal.
2: I can offer you something he could never give you. I can offer you peace. The only one who wants peace is Vambus. You say
3: we can't stop you? Maybe I can't, maybe
1: I won't. But Redstone knew what he did when he brought us into the world. One way or the
2: other, Skybreaker. I will see you in hell.
0: the stars shine brilliant and bright over cloudhenge the night the night is quiet and still things seem to be finding some semblance of normal since the false hydra the city still grieves but people have found pride purpose and joy in rebuilding the great city into something even better the streets are mostly empty save for a few patrols of Iron Vigil Oath Keepers, as well as some late-night factory workers making some last-minute rounds to the late-night shops in preparation of their workday tomorrow. Two lovers share a passionate kiss on the cliffs above the third tier of the city. Friendly dogs scamper through the streets. A baby's cooing can be heard from a third-story home. The smell of hearty meals cooking in hearthfires permeates the city. More than one person stands on their balcony or outside of their home and stares up at the stars. The sigh of relief and contentment they collectively breathe out is felt as though it were Cloudhenge's own breath. Things feel right for once. One young man breathes out and retreats not into a home, but behind a small set of boulders and into the mountain. Across the lands to the Southwest, Shepherds tending their flocks likewise look up to the brilliant heavens. A few stops along the stretching roads between towns are brimming with people. There is life and joy and calm here as well. Everyone found within the waystops have all been touched by Gauntlet's war in some way, and it shows. The worry wrinkles in their brow, the bags under their eyes, gray hairs prickling those who are far too young to see such color of their own. Some people still jump at loud noises, but uh, immediately calm themselves as they are reminded that, tonight at least, they're safe. Our man from Cloudhenge steps up from the cellar of a particular way stop. The noise from the common area is muffled, but it imbues him with a longing for home and hearthfire. He shakes off his nostalgia and walks through the back doors to a large woodshed behind the main building. He eases open the door after whispering something through the peephole. Dozens of pinpricks of light focus on him as he does so. The young man briefly grasps arms with a large orc man wearing an eye patch. He listens for a brief moment while Sledge recounts his journey from Havard Cross. They bid each other good luck, then Sledge steps away to his next appointment. One by one, the young man leads twenty or so warforged models from the woodshed of the cellar Uh, Excuse me, from the woodshed to the cellar of the way stop. He's been lucky tonight. Nobody's gotten rowdy enough to try and get into the back of the common building uninvited all night. The units are mostly lifeless, uh, barely able to function anything other than simple walking commands. The young man smiles as he looks them over and he makes it a point to touch each of their hands in turn and introduce himself. I'm going to have a good life, you know, he says softly. I was once in a place in my own life where I thought I'd never be happy again. These people who are helping you, the ones I'm working for, they help me see a different side to things. He thinks back to his own time in Havard Cross and how hopeless he felt. Amazing what a bit of motivation can do for one's mental state. He sits upon the stone-etched teleportation rune and begins his incantation. His concentration is nearly broken, however, when the Warforged collectively shriek a terrible cry. Its sound is hollow, hopeless, and dead. Their eyes blaze red and the units look to him. They reach out and walk towards him, grasping and shrieking. A brilliant blaze of blue light overtakes the cellar as his concentration is broken, attempting to scramble away from the Warforged. Back in Cloudhenge... Contentment turns sharply to terror as red-eyed warforged shriek and run out of the caverns below the city. The Iron Vigil's response is quick and precise. The mantle has already, is already slowing them down with their people. Citizens run and hide. Elsewhere in Elsira, Pauldron dies and Tyrek ends his torturous spell. Welcome back.
2: Ugh, just as planned.
4: <laughs> Something's wrong, I can feel it. <clears throat> we, we knew that would happen. We have not done the final step of combat. We still have to loot. <laughs> I want that
1: damn bike.
0: Do I need a roll investigation to find the bike, or is it apparent? Um, it's pretty apparent. Um, It's definitely very damaged. Roll. Oh, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Me <laughs> or a perception check, I guess. Oh, perception. Yeah. I
1: have nothing in perception. Why? Okay.
0: <laughs> it is. An,
1: wow. It is an
0: unrecoverable <laughs> heap of junk. <laughs> According to what you're saying,
1: Gorguts just
0: has like the the
1: smallest bit of tears. He just wipes it off with a piece of garlic bread and stuffs it in his. Mouth. Eats it. <laughs> well, that was the only fiend of value here. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, that, don't give it a little ghost face. <laughs> oh, no. You're making me feel.
4: <laughs> oh, it's Ghost no, Rider Spike. It no. has no. a soul of its own. So, that hammer with bits of Tyrex stuck on it, is it any good? Um,
0: Go ahead and roll investigation. With the 12 investigation, looking specifically at the hammer, it's made of something, like, sh- it's made of a stronger material than you're used to seeing, like, warhammers made from. Um, You're not entirely sure if that necessarily makes it better, just less prone to breaking. I think I've already done this, but I'll go to
1: each of the wizard minion bodies and see if they have anything of value on them.
4: Don't forget the pile of ash in the Archmage robe.
1: Why? Why do I need that? No,
4: I mean to to sift through it for rings and stuff.
1: Okay, I
0: investigate the ash too for reasons <laughs> that I don't understand. <laughs> okay, uh, roll me. So there's there's three mages on the field. Oh, okay. So so roll an investigation for does, does the ash. So you did you did, did the archmage, You did archmage first. Okay. Yikes. Um... My one good roll! Um... You find 500 gold and a portable mm. hole <gasps> on the, on, uh, the Archmage. Um,
1: Asa, can I use my second survival check there? I'm just gonna try to retrieve arrows and regroup at the party and not die by scaling them. But...
0: You're trying to scale down? Yeah. Um, with your survival check? Oh, yeah, with the Because you don't roll- You're a halfling, you don't roll ones. Um, Yeah, like honestly, it won't take you very long to like just skirt back down around the edges of it, right? Like I think you came up that direction walked around it won't take you that long to get back down that way But if you really want to like scale the cliff face a 27 is absolutely good enough to do that make go ahead and make me a just for the sake of it make me a a Athletics check to determine how long it takes you're a mountain climber. So roll it with advantage.
1: Oh,
0: have my tools yeah, what's with, with your 19. 19- yeah, I, I, you're able to I mean you get like your stuff set up. Um and because it's smoky, you do like a you pull like the robes off of the mage that Oh no, he's gone. You find some ro- you find some pieces of robe that he like left behind before he fell off the cliff. And um <laughs> and you like fashion it into a harness and then you wrap it around the tree and then you like free climb down the cliff face. In like all in less than a minute.
1: I'll just scream parkour as I do it. <laughs> okay, I'll be relieved to see that everyone is looking for the most part not you know dead anymore. Where did we go from here, Tyrick? Did, did we kill a few birds with one stone here by basically handling
0: this guy?
2: Definitely. While the others have been looking around, I am going to be working on going to have been working on carving Poultron's brain out.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> which I. I expect was kind of assumed
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh, (laughs) i want you to roll arcana slide of hand and athletics
2: okay
0: okay so uh with the eight arcana it takes you longer than you'd like to like discern where exactly his brain core is stored in the head because it's the the stone isn't that big right Mm -hmm. um and and so it takes you just a little bit to, like, properly discern where that magic is. Um, now you, like, suddenly get this burst of uh, inspiration where you're like, oh, it must be here. And sure enough, you, you're you able to discern, like, a tiny little crease where the, the metal folds sort of overlap um, on a part of his head. Um, and with a sleight of hand, you're able to, like, uh, wheedle a knife in there. Mm-hmm. And then with your athletics, you're able to pop it open pretty easily. Um, and- and that- that brain core is right there. And this is all while everyone else is doing whatever they're doing.
4: The robes of Mr. Power Word kill. Uh-huh. I- I want to take them.
0: Okay.
4: don't know if they're... magical or
0: not. Um, make a... hmm. Roll an investigation check for me. Woo! Wow. Man, with- with that investigation roll, you don't even find the first tier of loot that I put on here. (laughs) Uh-huh. um roll an arcana
2: check for me do i notice it just kind of like out of the corner of my eyes with my my passive investigation
0: <laughs> yeah. be, uh yeah. <laughs> yes yes you do man with that arcana check um this robe is
4: not good stitching
0: it's <laughs> yeah yeah it's very well crafted it's got, it's got the like the embroidery mark of a very like well-known um, artisan from uh, Dilge. Um, and actually Tyrek with that 15 with your 15 passive perception, you notice a, a slight bulge in one of the pockets of these robes. Luke, you notice um, a chain hanging out of another pocket. Uh, yeah, as Tyrek redirects your attention, um, Mira, you can make that investigation check again. I reach
2: for the train, got the chain. Okay, yeah, not, there not there the we train. go.
0: The train. the train. Um okay, yeah. So Luke grabs the chain of the of the amulet of health, uh, well known as it's got the uh, um what do you call that? The little symbol on it the snake. There's two snakes entwined around the mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
1: What is that called? I can't remember.
0: It's got a, the Hippocratic symbol or something like that. Yeah, it's that <laughs> Hi- Hippocrates, I don't remember. Um and Mira, you notice the the same like this heavy pocket that's there. Um and you pull out um eight small beads. It's the caduceus. <sighs> Smokey, what you doing, man?
1: Oh, I was waiting for a window. So um I know I don't keep track of my arrows, but I try. But I will roll to loot within reason. Like, I'm not going to, you know, look for anything specific. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, I guess to paint it, I'm looking for arrows. I am looking for any interesting loot, specifically anything that might be more help as opposed to just having monetary value. But I'm absolutely doing it while I'm, like, trying and struggling to get my pipe lit (laughs) because I'm trying to calm my nerves after thinking someone just died.
0: Watching a couple people fall underneath pauldron and his his men
2: um yeah, I had a have,
1: meeting, so i feel a little i'm a little, sh- little shocked. does anybody have low constitution that needs higher constitution
2: tyrick um, has an 11 constitution
1: i'm i so uh, glad our uh the dude who just tried to tank the freaking boss had 11 constitution
2: Yes. <laughs> Plenty of other ways to survive. As uh,
0: as Luke throws you the amulet, Tyrek, you um, receive a DM in here <laughs> about what the item is. Yes. Oh, he put it in the channel. Okay, cool. Oh, holy
2: shit. That is a good
1: aim.
0: Okay. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. It, that it would have cool. only
1: increased me
2: to one extra, yeah, so I, I figured I might as well pass it. the way around.
1: Could be it. Kanky. That's
0: going to retroactively change your uh <laughs> your HP as well while you're wearing that. It's
1: like the whole uh cringe scene where his heart just <laughs> it grows 12 sizes. <laughs> That's right. So healthy. I love Owen Wilson.
0: Um Tyrek, I will say you wow. catch you catch this amulet um and then you look down as you're still like attempting to find that we'll just say this is while you're still finding that seam in pauldron's head um and then you look down and and in some of the pockets on his like um motorcycle gear (laughs) his leather his leather jerkin and um yeah coat all that stuff uh you notice that there is definitely a a sizable amount of gold in uh within like a couple different pockets um you'd estimate it to be around a thousand gold just, like, that's Ooh, just your passive perception picking that up. Uh, and
1: here I thought I picked up a lot of goals.
2: <laughs> uh, 4 times 13. Oh, yeah, I just gained 52 hit points with that. Because <laughs> we're level 13. Holy crap. Going from a zero constitution modifier to a plus 4 constitution modifier.
1: That's right, it's retroactive.
2: Eight nearly doubled his hit points. <laughs>
1: way to Ooh. break the game. <laughs> I think that's fair after dealing with that whole encounter. I think that's how you cleric. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? The best way to keep your party alive I is hope to just make they never have to die. I hope that you
0: gave me a clean take of that, because I'm going to use that as my ringtone every time I'm around Michael.
4: So I'm going to go ahead and put the robe itself in my pack as well just to uh bring it back to someone who can actually identify it yeah did you want me to uh roll anything you said
0: um yeah roll roll an investigation check for i guess only two mages because the ashes and the cloak have all been like taken at this point um two two mages one for pauldron and if you want one for the bike
1: I'll roll Arcana check just in case if there's any, anything else hidden that we can't see. Yeah.
0: And out of curiosity, what um, order is that in?
1: I will go in the order in which you issued. So I think that was two dead mages, pauldron, and then the bike.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, well, with the bike, you find a compartment um, after doing some searching. Uh, I, I will say, you find um, with your 14, uh, you find 500 gold in the pockets of one of the mage's robes. Um and the six and the nine, you're, you know, looking at the other mage, looking through um Pauldron's you know, gear as he's like <laughs> being propped up by Tyrek who's got a now got a knife like into the head and like starting to pry on
1: kinda, it. I think I just start to investigate and I just go, oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Direk's doing that thing that like that I do sometimes where I stick my tongue out when I'm concentrating real hard. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs>
1: um
0: and on the bike there's a little compartment that you pop open. Um it was actually kind of already like slightly ajar just from the mangled kind of um I don't know what you want to call it, uh frame whatever of this thing. There's a, a small bottle. With a cork in it, and the cork has a um, yeah. Okay, so this it's a small like Erlenmeyer flask, and the cork actually has a metal like bracket around it with a, a small like lock attached to it. And all along the bottom of the bottle, there's these kind of viney-looking um, metal uh, metal pieces that are attached to the glass, and there's a white, an opaque white liquid inside of it.
1: Um. All maybe just kind of like, like, in, like, kind of inquisitively kind of like shake it a little bit and just kind of follow the substance. It's trying to see if it's like, if this is like I I don't know, like, closer to water or oil or maybe even trying to think of mm-hmm. this is like a, a potion. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, you shake it up and it's simultaneously... Uh, very thin, like, water, but then at the same time, you could almost swear that it begins to run real thick and, uh, and slow, like, um, like molasses, almost. Um, but then it, like, changes states, uh, is the only way I I can describe it. Hmm. In
1: the cork, you said it was locked. Is it, like, is it just, like, a, like, a wound wire, or is it, like, a little...
0: Oh, no, like, there's a, there's a metal band around it um around the cork like clearly the only way to tell is to drink it oh
2: no no I, no <laughs> don't um, do that I, I mean i'm pretty sure i'm not i'm not
1: gonna hide it i would kind of hold it up to show the party just kind could. of with a cocked eyebrow and like kind of a face of like do you drink it or do you drink could it? our arcana our checks help
0: out with that i'm sure someone could figure it out <gasps>
2: Take a bit of a look at it. Kind of like flick the side of the flask real lightly.
0: Um, I need, I do need to. I'm sorry, I need to back up just a bit. Danny, you rolled an 11 arcana a little bit before I was describing this compartment in the in the bike, and then yeah, Chris
1: find out if there was any other magic stuff I couldn't see.
0: Oh, I got gotcha. you. Um, well, the bike definitely has a strong magic, um, like aura to it. Yeah, even with with an 11, you can absolutely feel that.
1: Oh good, now that I know that it's a magical burning bike. That that really helps me.
0: <laughs> um, and then Chris, I see you rolled a series of uh, checks here shortly after that.
1: Yeah, I was just kinda looking around.
0: Um with the nine perception, um it's hard to it's hard to focus on anything past like the sounds of scraping coming from Tyrek, like picking at, at Pauldron's head, um, as well as like Gorguts is shuffling ashes into a bag and um and then like we're all this world famous like guild <laughs> members and we're acting like barbarians around. <laughs> it's kind of a hectic scene. Um your arcana check absolutely reveals um, that same aura that uh that Gorguts also feels about the, the bike, Pauldron's bike. There's a strong magical presence coming from it. Um and, and your investigation check. Uh, unfortunately, does not um, provide any Yield fruit any to proof. that. Yeah, Tyrek. Before we before we get to identifying this uh, this bottle, no, you know what? Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, with the twelve, you're you're fairly certain that this bottle, the Arcana check isn't gonna tell you much, but you're like, I mean, you're Tyrek, so you remember everything, and you're pretty sure that um, that this bottle won't be able to be opened unless you have its um, sister bottle, yes, in hand. And you don't remember what the contents. It's not that you don't remember what the contents are. Maybe you just never learned. You just remember that there was like being told of this pair of potions, potion esque things that go together, and it, you were told that um, they're too dangerous to not be kept with each other. Oh yeah. Um. And then and then something happens, and your box. Um. I don't know how we've been doing this alert system, but like you you hear a you've got mail and you pull out your box and there is a a note in there um written in a hasty scrawl from i believe jackal and it says uh sleeping warforged in cloudhenge have activated and relapsed moving to engage i've sent for vigil support um and then uh and then shortly i i shouldn't say Okay, wait, I'm sorry. Let me put it this way. There's a couple of notes in your box already. Um, and you just have neglected because you're in, in concentration and then you're focusing on this project that you're doing right now. Um, so there's two. that was the first note. The second note that looks like it came afterwards says uh, it looks like they reacted to your project. Um, and as of now, those are the only two notes in your box. And Smokey, with your eight arcana, you also cannot identify this um, <laughs> Erlenmeyer flask of white potion. What sort of
1: check would I have to roll to try to salvage or save the bike that's currently on
2: fire? <laughs> I
4: mean, unless you're an artificer, rolling a really high roll, I think... you have to order a, um, call up your subordinate and ask him to come look at it check.
0: Oh yeah, like he's getting out of his workshop. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, bike, the bike isn't actually on fire. It's just a twisted pile of wreckage. There is some smoke, but it's coming out of like hydraulic joints and things like that. And it is a little warm, um, but otherwise it is not on fire. So
1: it's like safe to pick up. Yeah, I pick it up and just carry it with me. <laughs>
0: okay, this thing is like <laughs> twice so, the size of you, though. <laughs> this thing can, is big. Can I drag it? <laughs> does
2: Does anybody else have the mending cantrip? take a long time, but we can fix it bit by bit with that. Um, in response to the notes that came through, I'm just gonna send a, a note back that just says status? A question mark. Because I don't need to waste more words than that, but I need to know what's going on now. Uh, and oh, then I will uh, no, never mind, I just dropped my spells. So I won't do that second part I thought I was gonna do. Just kidding, I'll just send a note.
1: I'm pretty sure I've used up all my spells too. Not that I had mending or anything. (laughs) Oh, someone
4: does. Except in In this case, case, mending is kind of like having having a a welder, but we don't know where all the parts go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fine. Then we can hilariously all try to fit on one bicycle and (laughs) travel the world. See, See, I was was thinking
4: thinking about using mending to just cut open open the top of that that potion potion pile and then then close it back up. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: so i do communicate to the group what i was told you know what i remember about it that it being part of a pair that are considered dangerous to be near each other so they're generally kept apart no i'm
0: I'm sorry i must i miscommunicated that it's too dangerous to to have them separately you need to have them together
2: oh okay okay gotcha Uh, Which means then that most likely the other potion is nearby, probably with another one of the Warbasters. Okay. Okay. That, then. Let me pull up my handy list of other tricks. So that gives us the potential to, um, to start trying to locate the other flask as a way to get in contact as a way to figure out where else we're heading which uh yeah okay uh i'm gonna work on that using the commune ritual i think since there's not a lot that i can do about the warforged in cloudhenge from here (laughs) once we get to the point where i've got contact with something all right they have to be yes or no questions um, so you, how do you, how do you like set up for this
0: spell? Because you're you're casting a ritual, right? So like you're you've got to do some prep because you got to get comfortable, okay. um, you know. And like obviously you guys are gu- you're good for now. Um, what do you? How do you? Uh, how does this look?
2: Okay, so when he can, which he can for this now, when he's setting up for ritual, he's got clean and level out a bit of ground of space, and he's got he's got his desk and stuff, and he sets out all of the stuff for his desk, like, a little bit of, of doesn't use a carpet, he uses, like, a wooden mat, basically. Uh, he sits at his mat and then his table gets everything set, all of his desk organized and sits down and then he's, basically everything he does with it is being, is just tracing out his, his casting components of it on, like, a, a clay tablet in front of him.
0: Excellent. Um. So, you you then, um, like, settle in and close your eyes. And ordinarily, when communing with your patron, um, I sh- I say ordinarily, like within the last couple of years, it's been, um, the behaviors changed a little bit, and and it's been very kind of more distant, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and and I say the last couple of years, pretty much since um, you know, very specific events in Tyrex life, um. The, you know, obviously, you've you've still got that relationship, but you've gotten the feeling that Nalash um, um, has been um, sort of hand, a little trying to be a little bit more hands off and just kind of watching. And that yeah. that definitely holds true for here. So it surprises you a little bit that when this time you you settle in and close your eyes, that um, you find yourself in a a space um, not unlike your dream dream shape type thing. Um, and Nalish is in front of you and he's <laughs> he's smiling and uh, and he's like wow well done well done Tyrek and the quellists oh, once again victorious
2: <sighs> I figured that would probably please you
0: It's most most excellent you you stir with forces that are hmm, in the middle of some very grand things and watching that be upset is quite pleasing
2: so it's been i've been wondering for a while how much of our actions your actions now are actually in line with his and how much are your desires pushing against his being forever in service to another is Grating at best. And I know while I have been uh, granted gifts and power through you that I have grown much from there. You have grown, of course, a lot in your own power recently. But I doubt that you are happy remaining forever a servant. I know I certainly am not. How have you been feeling?
0: Tyric. uh I should note, his smile grows wider every time that you talk about... Um, being in service to something Um, you speak of wanting power Tyrick, but holding a sliver of infinity is still an infinity how do I feel when things go the way that I like them to go I feel good as I'm sure do you when things go the way I don't want them to go I still feel good and you know why Tyrick. Because even that is conflict. Internal conflict is still conflict. Hmm. Interesting. I understand that you need something from me. And I'm interested. I'm interested to know what it is and why you need it from me. And why you've come to me now. So I propose a trade. A question forward.
2: for a question. Okay, go on. Let's hear what you're speaking towards.
0: When I look at you, Tyrik, I see a great many things. I I see an aura of knowledge. I see a hidden well of pain. I mean, you know that. That's why I chose you. But there's something that perplexes me, and that's the black hole that is the stone that you hold what are you doing with that stone
2: oh well there are secrets and there are secrets how badly do you want to know secrets are
0: a form of conflict i suppose a conflict of information so i'm
2: content with that answer for now
0: now what do you need of me oh
2: let's ask for the full. of it not? i wish to know the location of the other warlords the ones who are currently alive
0: a good question indeed well fair's fair there was a a great grand conflict that just wrapped up actually in the small town of river shroud involving uh, <coughs> your friend boot grieve of course travels between the shrike's temple and high Oron. sabaton is somewhere near Harpcry, a little bit south i think Last I checked, anyway. Vambris is currently on a ship on his way to Pharanos. Helm is currently awaiting you in the Lichfork confluent. And Quiris, Quiris is waiting for you
2: as well. Thank you. That was easier than I expected. And I look forward to pursuing our own goals again together.
0: Tyrek, you speak of accumulating power yet you let your friends take it from right in front of you the small mm-hmm. one slew gauntlet and the Azamar slew pauldron you didn't it gain did. any of that power the power passed to them
2: it did but there is other forms of power and in the eyes of the people i am the victor and i am the one who killed them with my own hands even though they know that's not what happened That has become the story. Image is important. What people believe. There's much power in that.
3: Until
0: we meet again, Tyreek. Farewell. And uh, your eyes open.
2: It was more productive than I expected. (laughs) Okay. I was able to negotiate for uh, more information than I thought I would be able to. I have approximate locations of all of the remaining uh warlords
1: an idea of which one we should go to first
2: well uh vambrace was here but has left um he was the only other one on alcyra and he is heading to farinos currently in addition to grieve in Heiron, uh two of the others are on that continent as well uh boot and sabaton one in the north and one in the south <clears throat> and the other two are to the east Kuraz and and helm in the waters of the lichford uh, the lichford confluence our closest would be to follow Vambrace, but i don't know that that's actually the course we want to take because that's the most obvious course now, if we are to continue Tracking and attempting to eliminate the War Masters, we need to decide who we are going to move against next and uh, and move. But right now, none of them are within immediate uh, striking distance. Hmm. Well,
4: we are already on course to meet Grant and Edgemire, and <laughs> he can take us with his ship if we need to go anywhere else
2: yeah i think for now proceeding to edgemire is probably our best choice
3: because
2: um, <laughs> that will also give us time to determine how events are unfolding in cloudhenge that we having some trouble with the warforged there the 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 old ones that they, that we took in
1: is it being taken care of or do we need to head back there
2: I think it's being handled uh, last I heard it it's being dealt with and as, as I receive more information from uh, from Jackal and from the vigil um, obviously I'll tell you guys what I know but that's all that I've heard so far
4: if I recall correctly worst case scenario we could be back there tomorrow didn't Luke set up a uh, sanctuary return in the uh, the temple in cloud hinge
0: that does sound a little familiar I'm pretty sure
4: honestly I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> and if you prepare sanctuary when we next rest we'd be able to go back then
2: mhm that's a definite we probably did that
4: that's also going to be a very useful thing if we end up on other continents and need to come back fast <laughs> To the sailing back by boat. <laughs> well, we've got time to consider. I think for the moment, we should continue our way toward Judge Meyer, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Sounds
1: good to me. I drag the bike.
4: I'm, I'm going to throw, throw one, one of these one of beads, beads at the bike and put it in a bubble so it only weighs like a pound. Do you know that's, Sorry, that's you literally the, the
0: exact reason that I put those beads in there? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs>
4: yes, 100%. Oh, I just realized, if the bubble makes a thing weigh only one pound, then it can then be moved with Mage Hand.
0: There's a part of me that's floundering about the fact that I put this in, it's going to absolutely break this game, but it's already broken, so fuck it.
4: But they're consumables, they're not reusable, so... oh,
1: I'll just go about, like, dribbling my bike in the ball, I guess. <laughs>
4: Are we going through Whisper Marsh, or are we just going up the road to the coast? I
2: think we're headed just by, by quickest path to Edgemire.
4: I mean, I feel like the quickest path is probably up the road, the road to the coast, coast, and then just to the left into Edgemire, because going mm-hmm. through swamps is always slow.
0: The nature of Pauldron's demise left his body pretty primo. Just throwing that out there if you know anyone who's looking for cybernetic enhancements
4: yeah we should probably take a bubble <laughs> <let's laughs>
0: <laughs> um okay so you're going to edgemire straight to edgemire yep it's up the coast there yep.
4: it'll be good to bring him back to uh what was his name Rodney. anyway <laughs> so he can see what the uh Warmasters are all made of i like
0: it i like where your head's at uh on the road you guys uh, begin riding through the night, I guess, at this point. I'm trying to remember what time it was when you guys began the fight.
4: I think it was just, just like, like sunset-ish, sunset-ish, right?
0: Yeah, I, I know it had just got dark, but... Uh, does
4: anyone need, like, rest
1: for spells or stuff? Or should we just power through it?
0: Well, anyway, um, regardless, if you guys move out or or take a rest there, or however it works. How long will
4: it take to, take to get to Edgemire?
0: Um, I would say probably if you rode hard, about six hours. You could be there pretty quick. Um, okay. Well, regardless of how it works, a few hours later, Tyric, Um <laughs> mm-hmm. because you don't sleep, you do receive in your box another note. The note reads, uh, situation is under control. Thankfully, most of the sleeping warforged were still within the caverns and we were able to keep too many from getting up onto the streets. They've been subdued for now. Casualties are minimal. If you need to use that trick again, let me know. We'll secure the Warforge in advance, but I would suggest avoiding it if you can. Ketch is writing you a formal report. I'm going to follow up with some of the sentient warforges in the city to see if they experienced
2: anything. Letter back, basically just be acknowledged. <sighs> Sorry for the mess. <laughs> Oops.
0: Um, yeah. The uh, you guys arrive um, on the outskirts of Edgemire. Um, there's definitely a strong presence of um, the masters point Liberation Army I got I have so many different names for them I cannot remember like what the hell their official name was the masters point people <laughs> um, flying Raylene's colors um, they welcome you all they many of the soldiers recognize you outright they um, you probably recognize quite a few that you'd seen in in cloudhenge not that long before um and just for the sake of the narrative we'll say that you guys are pretty damn exhausted um and you find like the nearest inn and um the like you're not even like you you guys like walk in to just go collapse basically and uh and you, there was no negotiating with, like, the owner of this place. Um, you were just going to go take a room, um, and some some of the uh, soldiers follow you in and, and pay for your night. Um, you guys take some rooms. You collapse. Tyrek does whatever he does when he's super tired, <laughs> um, which is still some form of being awake and working. <laughs> but, yep. uh, yeah, you're able to all get a, a good, nice sleep. Um, I will say that, um, Mira, you, you spend the first half of your sleep in this, um, state, you are, you are asleep, and you're, you're gaining rest, um, but there's a part of you that is, like, God, I'm trying to think of the way to say it, have you ever been, like, so tired before, that you feel like, not quite an out-of-body experience, but you feel like you're already dreaming, you ever get that feeling? Um, so it's kind of like that, but you're actually asleep. But instead of feeling like you're dreaming, what you feel like is, um, oh, I'm dead or I'm in the place I'm where I like was when I'm dead. Um, and, and it's hard to shake that feeling um, that you have touched the afterlife or some form of it. And while you don't remember a hundred percent of like what happened while you were there briefly, um, there are scars there now um, that you will carry with you. And the rest of
4: you, I'd also like to add that uh, at this point, Jackal doesn't sleep anymore either. So <laughs> if any correspondence need to happen, there's an all night for that.
0: You can. You all. You all fall asleep to the. Or maybe not even fall asleep. I think everyone who's going to sleep hears a song very faintly, and some of you can't help but think like, "Oh, that was really cool of the um, the innkeeper to like hire a bard to to play such a soft melody so late at night. Um, that was really cool. We'll have to thank him. You know, I thought, something like that, similar to that, maybe." Um, Tyrek, you you hear that music too, but if you investigate, you find no no bard.
4: Okay. Does it sound like that wascally wabbit? <laughs> In,
0: indeed, it does. Uh, it's a it's a little bit different from from like, not that Mira would know this necessarily, but it's it's different than the one that Jackal experienced. Slightly, but the song uh, remains the same. And uh, yeah, you wake up the next day. What's uh, what's on the docket?
4: Finding Grant and getting our stuff.
0: That's right. It was Ugh. Grant Grant met up with Guster midway through and then threw it on his ship and sailed to Edgemire. That's right. He's not he's not there with Galley. <laughs> I, I was about I was all ready to bring Galley into the Quellist meta. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you, you meet up with Grant, um he's like <laughs> You can tell he's a little, like, just the, the way he's holding himself, you can tell he's, like, seen some weird stuff um, very recently. And when you ask him what's up, he's like, man, I, this... <laughs> this is the, probably a, a terrible Grant voice, but I'm going to go for it.
3: You
2: should have seen this ship. It was flying. I never seen a flying ship before. Magic on that boat like I'd never seen. Flying ship sounds useful. Anyway, here's your stuff. <laughs> appreciate it
0: um yeah and so anything that you guys had put on your list of items um you now have those in your inventory
4: oh yeah the, what did I even mm. ask
0: for
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh crap what what is it hey Asa hi
4: what are my feathers the feathers from the transforming town that I took what are they right
0: now <laughs> oh gosh um I forgot all about that <laughs> Duh. Uh, let's see. How many times have you checked on them?
4: Um, a while back they were sand or something like that. But I've only really checked on them once.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, let's see. I think today. Let me pull up my. <laughs> it's um. It's actually like a a piece of stone um with a lot of moss growing on
4: it pretty darn close to what buildings should be made out of. So we're pretty
1: much like known by everybody especially since we came back to Edgemire with like a motorcycle and a dead body in floating <laughs> bubbles that were being bounced down the road.
0: <laughs> you guys are heroes of the realm so yeah. Probably inspired a sport or two. <laughs>
2: okay. Tyrek now has an 18 armor class. <laughs> He just got so much tougher after almost dying today.
4: Yeah, but what I doesn't kill you he, makes you stronger. Sometimes what does kill you makes you stronger.
2: What does not kill you can still hurt like hell.
4: We need to figure out
1: which war Forge we want to scrap next. Yeah.
2: Basically. So we know there are three of the warforged as of last night. One in Harpcry, one in Heiron, one near River Shroud. We know that one of them was on a boat sailing to Farinos. We know that in the Lichfork confluence, um, I oh, kid, all these feel like going first. after Vambrace uh, towards Farinos is like the obvious choice and probably the wrong one if we're going to go after one of them right now.
4: Mm-hmm. According to that Guy we talked to. Uh, Vambrace should also be fairly amped up by uh Pauldron and Gauntlet being taken out. So Mm -hmm. it might be a problem that we don't want to face right away. Which is the next closest one then?
1: Or should we try to get one that's further away?
2: I was thinking that striking out uh for one of the ones who's one of the ones who's waiting for me. Um
4: off the table real quick, did Tyrek tell everyone else about the, uh, Aldrin's comment about Vanbrace wanting peace? A little late for that.
2: I don't remember if I did. I think so?
4: If so, then maybe we should go try to talk to him, because he might be the only one of them willing to talk.
2: Mm, that's true. <clears throat>
4: But you were thinking about heading to what was it, the Lich Fork?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: All oh, right, that's that new river that didn't exist, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. Uh, well, opinions from uh, everybody. Where should we go? What should we do?
1: Are we gonna have to roll a dice, just like assign numbers, <laughs> just have that be it? Honestly,
4: that's all the a known portion. style. I think if if we can put any stock in enraged Balren's offhand comic that the only one who cares about peace is Vanbrace, then I think it'd be worth trying to talk to him. But mm-hmm. I don't know if we can trust that or not. And we don't see that big, massive fleet of ships
1: on the map, do we? <laughs> it's not a common thing that comes with. It. It, was... might be, it might be too meta, but did we confirm Cloudhenge's status? Or...
2: Uh, Yeah. They're doing okay. They got things Back under control, got any of the um, the damaged Warforge who were up and had made it out into the city uh, secured and back down into the vaults, got the vaults closed up. Um, and they're interviewing and talking with some of the other, at least previous to that, properly functioning Warforge to see if they felt anything from what happened to try and get more information about it.
1: Yeah, as long as. It seems mostly secure and recovered. I'm probably
2: not too. <clears throat> all right. Okay. Let's go after Vanbray.
3: <laughs>
4: I like it. So I guess we all
2: pile on
4: Grant's boat and head for Farinose.
2: By the way, we need your boat.
4: He's used to that.
2: <laughs>
4: He's used to transfer around an in Inquisition team. <laughs> that's actually why he knows jackal
1: but what's the plan are we gonna land undercover or are we gonna just right in the middle of the city or something like that
2: (laughs) oh no if we're gonna do this we're gonna do it in style like announcing on the way in and making it clear who's coming and (laughs) magically shouting
1: at everyone
4: (laughs) if we are going to try to peacefully converse with Van Brace, we should not sneak up on him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Someone's cat's not happy. (laughs) She's doing
1: her thing where she brings me her little toy and I throw it and then she acts like there's a ghost in the house.
0: (laughs) 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 Is there anything that you want to do in in Edgemire while you're here or are you guys kind of rushing off?
4: I think we're kind of in a hurry, aren't we?
1: They're known to travel about, so probably we should perceive the lead we have. I do think uh, I
4: remember hearing something about edgemire Mead, so maybe buy some of that on the way out.
0: Uh, meatball. There's a meatball sandwich here. That's amazing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Corguts is just gonna stock up on that. <laughs> so we could just have
0: that as we travel. Yeah, it is. It is an amazing sandwich. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: What all is in Edgmaier? I don't remember.
0: That's an excellent
2: question.
0: Babadoo. Wow, these are really old notes and I can tell you that because these are ones that I handwrote originally. Um and they're very liberator centric. The, oh the the most important thing I think is going to be just the districts. Um the descriptions on all of like the the items within the districts are all like those are were story centric for the moment
2: just kidding something does kind of jump out at me the college of the magi
4: oh yeah they're the ones whose uh (sighs) mages
2: went somewhere and disappeared right oh no no at least that was just a couple minutes ago
0: (laughs) um chris you said that the college of the magi jumps out at you are you asking around
2: about that at all are you um i'd like to go to it um they all did. I cannot remember. Did all of them leave, or just most of them left? There,
0: there was just reports of some of the like alumni, okay. al- alums, alumnus, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, that had been traveling. Like, it, basically, it was. Hmm. I I I'm realizing like how messy my uh, descriptions were way back when I first announced those. Um, the idea that I was trying to give off uh, was that there were mages going missing uh, far in the east, and the common thread that many of them had was that they were all uh, alumnus of the College of the Magi.
2: Okay. Okay. I would want to stop by there and at least briefly speak with uh, leadership, faculty leadership, and formally introduce myself to them and encourage partnership and working work between them and the vigil on the uh, the perpetual what do they call it the perpetual forge the yeah the the ongoing education and expansion god that's such goals. a good name
3: such While a good name
4: doing that all head to the guild hall district and not immediately trying to set up the guild hall there but start uh Putting out the idea that the mantle is willing to expand.
0: Okay, um, yeah, uh, Tyrek, you're, you are met by a small, um, halfling man, uh, calling himself, uh, Professor Trizgore. He, here's your, um, request to, like, meet with the college leadership. So, he sets up a meeting with you, um, with the, um... I think he's an Eric Cokra. Uh I'm going with Eagle. He's a he's an eagle Eric Cokra okay. person um to to meet with about this uh, the perpetual forge. Um go ahead and roll an insight check for me as you're going through these steps. Your uh 19 insight check. Um I this is this is a little hard to say, but there's somebody that you've met that you you passed by um, at the very least in this college as you've been like introduced around and, and been talking to people. Somebody rubbed you wrong. um, And I want to acknowledge that a 19 with insight is nothing to sneeze at. Um, But whoever whoever this was that rubbed you wrong, you have a hard time pinpointing them. And because of, again, because of this conversation that you and I had a little bit earlier today about your proficiencies, Mm -hmm. um, you realize that somebody else in this college is um, studying similar things as you. Interesting.
2: That's very interesting.
0: And I think it's one of those, because, like, again, I don't want to discredit how good of a role the 19 is. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough to overcome the... Role I have, um, but it's still good, and and it takes you a little while to kind of come to this understanding. So it's while you're in this meeting with um with the the president of the college of the magi, <laughs> who is Sam the Eagle. Um, uh, he's you know in the middle of talking about um yes the, per- the perpetual forge. This is Yoda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The
3: Perpetual Forge is, um, a very interesting concept. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Your talk is is akin to infinite knowledge. Is that what I'm understanding? Or infinite ability to pass on knowledge easily? That's
2: part of it. Yeah, that's... That definitely plays into it. Um look the locations like this school and war temple they're important they are institutions of immeasurable value Uh, but the knowledge that is taught here parts of it the knowledge that's contained here pieces of it even some of the smallest pieces of it could do so much to benefit the lives of everyone even even without Specifically teaching magics, just teaching the, the ordering of the mind that's necessary to, to construct magic, teaching the, the patterns of thought and, and critique, the, the applications towards someone's business that can come from learning that, towards organizing and running their store, or towards how they grow their crops. Um, my goal is to bring an improvement in the education and life of, of everyone by taking, carefully taking pieces of knowledge, pieces of the information of the greatest use to everyone and sharing them out, teaching them, uh, which would also allow with this, the ability to bring in new perspectives and new learning and new information from places and sources that have been overlooked traditionally because there has been a tendency, particularly in the schools of magic, to discredit uh, those who are not wealthy, those who are not of uh, noble or similar uh, status. The farmer and the hunter are often uh, discounted altogether, though they have knowledge and perspective on things that you can't get in the cities you can't find them in ebonhearth you cannot find them studying in the libraries of Lord temple and that information is valuable for uh, everyone at our level just as much as the things that we can bring to the to everyone to bring their level closer to ours is as well I, benefits everyone to decrease that gap to make the exchange of information freer and to make it easier to retain that information and to chronicle it and I believe that we could work together to make this happen
3: you're not afraid that this is a terrible voice for having
0: a serious (laughs) conversation (laughs) I've just I've doomed myself
3: you aren't afraid that um, giving this knowledge freely will destroy certain people or or um, bring chaos and conflict into into areas where it was not yet intended to be? Are these mm. concerns of yours? I I, I I applaud your your generous intent and I and I I enjoy uh the propagation of knowledge, however it is hard I've seen the effects of terrible of terrible technologies being unleashed upon a populace or was not prepared for it.
2: Indeed. Unfortunately, chaos and unrest are a part of our world, a part of our lives, whether we want them or not. Um, bringing, and there will certainly be problems, bringing education, it has been, it's, you can see it when you bring education. People's thoughts, as they become more ordered, they're less prone to lashing out and to acting uh, with thoughtless violence. They're more likely to see the value behind their actions. There's certainly risk in it, but that's also part of why I need others who are used to, frankly, better than me at teaching and disseminating this type of knowledge to people to help build the structures in place so that when this discontent starts to stir, that we have a way to to channel it into things that are productive so that even that energy can be turned back into improving their lives and the lives of people around them and just to continually build our entire world, making it stronger and uh, into the better version of itself.
3: I suppose you're right. As long as the people are given time to grow into the knowledge.
2: Mm -hmm. There are many things to it that should not be... Many things... Both among what you have here, what Lord Temple has, the things I learned in my military career that would not be appropriate to uh, to share with a village that's living at sustenance level where their winters are deadly and there's uncertainty of living through to the next year. But there are other things we can teach that will bring them to a point of stability from which then you can teach more advanced things and make those incremental steps just continually to build ever to build them up and by building up other people again we gain new perspectives and new knowledge and new new minds to commune with so that in the end everyone benefits
3: a networking of the minds
2: in a way yes
3: it is a very interesting proposition i will bring this to the rest of the Professors and we will discuss it. I can't make any decisions on behalf of them all And I would like to have a majority support before moving forward with something.
2: Of course
0: I'm not 100% sure on how uh, Else to proceed with that one. I feel like
2: (laughs) Yes, you you said it all so yeah, that covers solidly what I want to do there I
0: did I did neglect uh, an important detail as you all have walked into Edgmire and that is that the um, Master's Point army um, I suppose that would probably be today the General um, currently acting commander of the army uh, Approaches you probably probably comes to smokey first. I think Um, maybe that's what it is while Tyrex meeting with the mages um, Smokey wanders into uh, I don't know what smokey doing
1: <clears throat> well, I think anticipating the master's point forces pushing this far in. I think we were kind of aware that they were pushing this far in from the last correspondence. I would probably be it'd be a mixture of i might check in with the local tavern but it would more than likely end up in a guardhouse checking in with the city militia if they were like anticipating receiving the master's point military
0: so the last like information that you have about mass the master's point army was that they were in Edgemire, right um fighting and pushing the fair and fear mercenaries out okay um and in the course of that which is where this general approaches you. Um, Gavril, that's his name. General um, Gavril Thomas. Um, he approaches you and um, he's like, Master Pipe, Master pipe Carver, it's, uh, it's good to see you. Um, sorry it's not under better circumstances. We, we fought hard and hell, we fought as hard as we possibly could, but sometimes it's just not, not hard enough. I mean uh you know, we pushed them out. fair and fear they're gone, but um, well, they took Raylene with them, or rather they they took her in their retreat and uh, I'm sorry I wasn't strong enough to to prevent that.
1: Well, we all have a place and a purpose in our own twisted circumstance in the face of something as large as a war between two sides of the same continent. What's one man to do in the face of a military? I didn't, I wasn't aware though that Raylene was actually taken. She was taken alive?
0: N- n- I'm, I'm sorry, sir. My, uh, my language is, uh, I haven't been doing a, a good job of explaining myself. She was killed. Oh, they took they her, took they, they slew her as they retreated. She stood up there in front of us all to lead the charge and took a few arrows right in the neck. I watched it happen.
1: I was made aware that she perished in battle but i wasn't aware of the details so if anything i appreciate you making the picture a little more clear baron fear retreated though they took other ships and fled north
0: that's correct we chased them the hell out of here and i mean we we won but you know gods it feels like an empty a hollow victory
1: it may now but rest assured graylene would still remain proud that. The military born of natives here drew out the uh, the mercenaries who were allied with even hearth only for coin for privilege I think Smokey would probably regroup with what is left of the military in terms of seeing if they have new laid out plans if there's been word from Master's Point since what's happened to Raylene
0: okay um yeah, I think Gavril leads you to uh, like a larger garrison. Um, the soldiers seem to be being taken care of pretty well, um, as well as uh, they're not like disturbing the city. Right? They're they're like a, a decent fixture of this place, um, and he leads you to like a to like a garrison as you ask to to kind of like see the rest of the army. Um, and there's a, a small section of them that look a little worse for wear, but otherwise, like, everyone's in pretty good shape. Um, you get the impression that the fighting here was fierce only at the last minutes of it, and that uh, despite how fierce it was, um, it was still so overwhelming, overwhelmingly in the odds of the Masters Point group that uh, that the small group of people that did take casualties um and injuries and things like that was um was not a very uh large fraction or what am i trying to say here um it wasn't a, a, an extended there's no extended suffering this this was all very recent
1: yeah once once seen to most of the uh kind of confirming that most of the military didn't have a long siege but just have a kind of a rough end to it all i'd probably confirm then with the general and whoever else if. If They still had standing orders if they were to uh, if they were to garrison here or if they had other plans after driving out the uh, Farenfear.
3: Um. Yeah. So there's
0: uh, a couple other lieutenants and captains and things that you meet with. Um, and they they sort of explain that their plan was always ever to just get the Farenfear off of of uh, Elsira, um, as they put it, get it off of her soil now that that's been accomplished they they're planning on buffing up the ports here in Edgemire a little bit more despite it already being a pretty a pretty thriving port town as well as building a couple uh garrison points along the coast specifically um like right here north of Evenharth uh just before the beginning of Dragonscale Ridge as the the jagged mountains w- will they're they are hostile for ships. There's no way that anyone lands there, um, and there's always there's already this um this garrison here East Watch that reports directly to Ebenharth. So they're planning on on setting up some garrison points between Edgemire and Dragonscale Ridge, as well as trying to put some buffer zones along the whole northern coast. Um, he's and like this is he's he's talking, but you can tell that these plans are pretty ephemeral. They're not like nothing set in stone right now. Um, and a big part of that is because they've lost like they're all dealing with this loss and they're doing what soldiers do, which is, you know, continuing to move on. And um, and so they're, they're they've begun these plans, but um, everyone's kind of at, uh, with a loss of direction right now.
1: Well, with fair and
0: fear driven out being the last known goal
1: that really really had. I can't think of any other direction to provide beyond what they're already moving towards, which is securing ports, securing garrison north of Evenhearth to make sure nothing else would be left. I don't think it would be in the best interest to suddenly direct them to continue moving on, especially now that effectively Evenhearth has lost the kind of blunt force of the military. I think, yeah, I think initially Smokey's going to t- do his best to take inventory on what they're planning so far, which sounds like it's already been explained, but um, he would kind of mentally want to sit on it for at least a day before he adds his voice to any kind of recommendation for where they should go next or what
2: they should do.
0: Okay, moving on. So you jump on the boat with Grant. Begin your sail to Farinos. Um So Grant wants to know about everything because he's been away for a while i think it would be fun if he sat down with luke has luke have luke and grant had a whole lot of contact up until now i don't think so hmm okay well how about this how about there's a an evening where you guys all um sit down kind of in the uh the captain's quarters of this of his um I don't know what kind of ship, does, ship ship does he sail? Ship does he shale? Um,
4: he he used to work as an escort vessel for trade ships to basically like shield them from pirates. I got gotcha. you. So it's like a not fast, exactly a uh, battleship or anything.
0: Like a fast-moving cutter or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Sloop. <laughs> you guys like sit down in the galley. Um. Of this uh, this pretty cool ship and swapping stories, he's talking about. Um, he tells you guys this um, hilarious story about these um, these three bozos over in High Oron, uh who ended up like confronting a crime lord um, and like went about it all wrong. They started. They had started asking. He tells the story. They'd started asking some questions um, about... like, asking after certain people and, um, didn't realize that the people that they were asking after had some pretty incredible mountains of debt um, and so this, this crime boss who sort of, um, thrives on buying up people's debt using that to leverage against them, uh, got wind of this and, and wasn't happy, and so she, uh she started sending some people out to kind of check up on them. Um, Grant intervened because he was curious about what they were doing, um, ended up having some very brief contact with them, um, mainly because they were working for Grieve at the time, the War Master, and um, at one point they actually like got wind of um, the actual crime boss's name and went to go confront her because they thought that was a good idea. Um, and she, of course, didn't take kindly to that, so, um, she attacked them, um, tried to poison them, tried to charm them, none of it worked. Um, they were too hard-headed, as he puts it, and I, I really thought about trying to recount this in Grant's voice, but I don't think I would do it justice, so I'm kind of having fun just doing this, though. Basically, uh, Grant let them go as long as possible. He sent his, uh, hawk? Yes, he had a hawk familiar, um, and he sent it in a few times to kind of give them some support. Um, he's laughing his his ass off, by the way. At this point, he finds this whole story very funny, and um, this hawk went in and like tried to support them, and and they just like kept ex- like accepting help from this hawk without really understanding like. He, he basically it just came down to like if there was a button that he just put in front of them they would have pushed it like without question um, and uh, anyway uh, she kicked their asses and grant had to step in officially um, and slew her and saved their butts and uh, took whatever he could find he thought that he was gonna get some good cuz there's this one super annoying elf who asked a lot of questions and he kept writing in this journal Um, and, and he really expected this journal to be full of like notes of the Shrike's temple or at least of grieve. And when he opened it up, it was literally just like these really bad doodles. And he even like pulls a page out to show you that he had like torn from the thing. He's like, I had to show you this. And it was a picture. Um, he was like, he's telling the story and he's talking about how bad all these doodles are. Um, they've all been really, really bad. Everything that he looked at. Up until he pulls out this picture of, uh, it's a picture of his hawk familiar. And it's like the most immaculate recreation, uh, of charcoal on paper, (laughs) like of his hawk that he's ever seen practically photorealistic if photos existed in this world. Um, and so he's like, he goes, it was just so good. I had to take it. It was just so good. I had to take it. Just had to take it right out. Anyway, they went on to, uh, Grieve got a got a hold of them and and dragged them to the temple and I didn't really see them after that I I heard some some kind of commotion went down and kind of got my fingers crossed for those guys that they got out but uh, no real telling they got mixed up in some pretty bad stuff so it's on them ultimately so anyway what have you guys been uh, what have you been up to
4: kind of gesture at the uh, dead warforged in the bubble. <laughs>
0: Is that some kind of armor, or something? Like,
2: what's what's with that?
1: <laughs> this used to be a bike. <laughs> like
2: oh, Grant. So since apparently Jackal doesn't tell any of his people anything, <laughs> yeah. That's a dead warforged. Specifically, that's one of the warmasters.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I see it now. Why <laughs> is his brain compartment opened? I see the I see the little hinge uh, hinge right there looks damaged. Did you jam a knife in there or something?
2: Was just looking for secrets. Find anything good? Yeah, there's just a brain in there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
4: Hmm. <laughs> um little surprised raxus didn't fill you in on this uh
0: yeah. i i heard i heard you were hunting um but uh honestly other than grieve it's grieve's a, a big dude a big warforge um and now that i'm looking at who well who is this uh i would i would have said that he's grieve he's got some big old grieves but guessing Which this is, is uh pauldron okay yeah i i heard you'd been going hunting um but uh, having, having only had Grieve as my reference point, I wasn't really sure. So when I see another big boy like Grieve, uh, my first re- reaction was to think maybe it was a suit of armor or something. Um, but I mean, hell, it looks like you could climb into it, Tyrek. So. Well, that's fair. I'm trying to think if Grant had any other um, pertinent information I need to pass on. Yeah, I think uh, I, I I've probably all this stuff has been relayed to the Quellus at this point pretty much everything that he's well i mean i guess however much jackal decided to share with everybody um yeah i think he, he definitely likes to tell stories he's you know he's cooped up on a he boat a to, lot so
4: because of his work with the mantle, with the mantle and because he of working work with Inquisitor before that he's used to having, having to keep quiet, quiet about, about most of what he sees, sees. so when he's, he's around, around people, people he can talk to he, he likes, likes to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think Grant has a lot of t- I, I think probably Grant does most of the talking over the next couple days even. Um just very excited to have people to talk to.
1: Has Grant ever had a meatball sandwich like this?
0: <laughs> um um yeah, Grant Grant is well familiar with the meatball sandwich, but he gladly accepts one if if Gorguts is offering. Uh, this is by far the best meatball sandwich I've ever had hands down
1: if there's like other crew members i just make sure everyone's well fed
0: well i i really don't have any like uh sea encounters that happen i had been planning on you guys making it into pharanos okay um like are you a
4: red dragon a little further
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um are you traveling directly into pharanos or are you trying to be dropped off somewhere
2: I think we should basically just sail straight into the main port. Is
4: there a port? I
0: yeah. Yeah, one. there is. That's not very easily discernible, but yeah, there is. It's right here. <laughs> it's gotcha. a sim. It's a symbol here and here.
4: Yeah, I don't think we're trying to be. Ooh, sneaky but which right port today. to pick? Uh,
0: okay, so you sail into Pharanos. Um, the port is cleaner than maybe you were expecting but it's still like far dirtier and messier um than a well like I don't know well known port like Farinos should be um you get the impression that the Ferenfyr, uh army moving through here was not particularly careful or attempting to maintain um sort of the status quo of things as they used it um you enter the port uncontested uh despite that you're you know grant knows all the tricks and so you know he raises a different flag you know saying he's from somewhere else or whatever um you guys are able to get in no problem there's definitely some people who like recognize maybe the armors or the clothing that you're wearing is not necessarily being from where you are um but uh no from had it yeah um nobody questions you on it though it, it's more of like this is just things you pick up from how people are kind of looking at you um nobody's asking questions there's some fair and fear like mercenary guards guardsmen around but you immediately know from the way that they're holding themselves that they are contracted to something or someone else they are not part of whatever that main mass of of mercenaries who had come over to edgemire um they're they're part of something different um mainly because they seem to be guarding specific people or specific locations the port it, it, the port of Farnos is really like the only thing that the city proper has going for it there's some like open markets here um there's some like there's banks and things around uh it's, it's like, definitely, the city is a big clash of, of rich and poor. Rags and riches, right? Um, you have on one section, there's banks and um, some manor-looking houses uh, that are cordoned off by high walls. And then right next to it, there's like a small little, you know, shanty area. Um, very... The juxtaposition is very strange. Being well-traveled as you guys are, it's definitely something you've seen before. It's just, there's something about how casual the way that all this is on display. Um, It just doesn't, like, it doesn't feel like there's no, there's zero care in it. Like, some, some of it, sometimes when you've seen this stuff, it's like, you know, we've done what we can, and we just don't have the means to do more. This is, like, blatantly, like, oh, we could help, but we choose not to. And if you ask, like, anyone where anything interesting is happening, they tell you um, it's either not here or it's the Fearhound Academy.
4: suppose that's uh, hmm. the most likely first place to look for Fanburys, then. Is it a well known
0: academy to us? Um y- to you, definitely just because of how involved you've been. The Fearhound Academy is a ways out of town though. It, it, yeah, it's it's up in the mountains. Um <laughs> I know I, this map doesn't really do a great job, but like there it is up upwards, a ways. Upwards and inwards. Um Uh The Fearhound Academy is where uh, the fair and fear mercenaries are trained. It's essentially like their military training grounds except that Phanos has no formal military. It's all um, run through this academy um, where I very much got the idea from Final Fantasy VIII with the seed academies. Um, it's basically a, a seed academy where they they train up their troops and then they sell they sell their armies to whoever's paying. Okay. Um, Tyrek has a lot of experience with these people.
4: I'll um, go ahead and mention that uh, Grant and his guys are going to stay
2: with the ship. Okay. Okay. Among specific as specific questions when we're asking around, I'm going to ask about the War Master or you know, try and get any sort of confirmation from anyone that they've seen him come back or seen him headed in anywhere. Um, um, hmm. Also asking, like, not being secretive, asking so that other people m- might hear me asking and, uh, let him know that, hey, there's some Dragonborn asking about you. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, go ahead and make a, everyone, go ahead, everyone, make perception checks for me.
2: Okay. passive 20. Yeah. Well, my passive is twenty. I rolled a twelve.
3: Why did you?
0: Um I I rolled it as me, not as him. Uh yeah, basically Mira and S- Mira Smokey, Tyrek, and Luke. Unfortunately, Gorguts is so engrossed in his meatball sandwiches that he doesn't really like. Y'all rah, rah, rah. <laughs> um there's uh there's let's see. There's more Warforged here. Well, okay, that's sort of a that's objectively wrong now, but like uh, in <laughs> in the public eye currently, there's
4: more Warforged than there used to there's, be. There's
0: there's more Warforged here than you're used to seeing anywhere on Elsira. <laughs> um, it is definitely there is a presence here of Warforged people, um, who look fairly, like, ingrained with the city's culture. It's not a giant population, but there's enough to be noticeable. Um, okay. It's not just, like, the odd and end, um, sort of, this guy has a traveling warforge, like, that helps him out, carry his crap. Um, There's, like, there's actually, like, a community here of some sort. Now, so when you ask about the War Master, um... You know, when people start asking you to like clarify a little bit on that when you say, oh, he's the Warforged Um, it becomes clear pretty quick that War Master is not a title that anyone's really super familiar with okay. Um, they, they do think for a minute that you're talking about the leader of the Fearhound Academy Um, uh, uh, uh what was his name? Lucius, uh, Lucius Strike Was, uh, what I called him Um, anyway, that's who they initially think that you're talking about. And when you clarify, no, Warforged, they say, describe him for me.
2: Okay. Um, so I think what I would do then, aside from giving a bit of a description of him to people is that I would start specifically talking to Warforged that I see. I know you may not specifically know who he, you may not specifically remember who he is when you find him or when someone that you know finds him tell vambrace that the dragon would like to speak with him i'd like to meet on neutral territory just to speak like even if they'd give me the weirdest like what the fuck who are you looks i'm just gonna say that and talk to just continue saying that to to warforged through the city
0: awesome I want you to roll an insight check as you speak with these groups of Warforged. Woo! Oh, man. Okay. Hmm. Tyrek, you notice as you're talking to these Warforged that there is a recognition of you within them that goes beyond uh, just your reputation and things that, um, like, oh, oh, people know the Quellus. It's It's like far beyond that. And you can tell immediately that when this emotion passes through them, that it immediately confuses them. Because they think, I don't know you. I don't actually know you. I know of you. But I don't know you. But that, that like, you, you <laughs> with that, I mean, that's a nat 20. Like, come on. So, yeah, with that, you absolutely see that. That whole uh, grip of emotions go, like, play by play. Um, there's something, yeah, something that happens there. Uh, and, um...
4: I was gonna say that I'm just curious if there's any reaction to, uh, Mira and Smokey, seeing as they have the, uh, kill aura or whatever it is. But
3: I doubt not noticed
4: anything. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so, asking them about the War Master, just talking about Vambris, um... Uh, yeah, they're they're, like they definitely give you. They still give you those looks, though, right? Like as you're like, just tell him that the dragon wants to speak with him um, on neutral ground, and and they're just like, okay, crazy, Um, move along. And man, with that twenty, I still want to. I want to do something else with that twenty insight. Um, at some point, when you turn to, you turn to leave a, a group of warforged. You notice you notice that um, there's a couple of them that share like a look amongst each other. Okay. And there's one there's one of them that <laughs> I'm trying to trying to think. How, he, he almost like raise you're turning away, and it's almost like he starts to raise his hand as so to get your attention, and then like immediately withdraws it. Um, what do you want to do with that?
2: How many of them are there?
0: Uh, there's four four in this group, but there was only three of them that were sharing a look.
2: Oh, how foolish of me. I forgot. I turned turn back to them. I'm so sorry. I forgot also to say thank you and that I understand how difficult your life has been. Not completely, of course, but I know what it's like to feel as if you know nothing but war. And to try to find yourself after that, I'm an old soldier too. And if any of you ever feel you would like to talk with someone else who's got a similar but slightly different perspective, I'd welcome trading stories. Mm-hmm. They leave a little slip of paper if you ever wish to speak with me. I like right. that. Right.
0: Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, I, I like. I like that as a, as a place to kind of leave off for now. Anyway, um, I did say Midnight, so, um, yeah.
4: That was so good. I missed playing with all of you. Yeah.